Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a Daily Mail headline from the wedding heard around the world. Scott Disick was, quote, in good spirits while hanging out with Rod Stewart and his family for dinner in L.A., dot, 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 while children were in Italy for ex-girlfriend Kourtney Kardashian's wedding. If you can't be at your ex-girlfriend's wedding, you may as well be at dinner with Rod Stewart and his family. That's what I always say. That's what I always Kimberly say. was there. I said, my th- my first thought was, well, I hope Kimberly was there. And she was. So Who else is part of the Rod Stewart family? So I'm glad she was there. Who else counts? It would just be Rod and his like cop wife, Penny Lancaster. Remember her? Oh, I love her. Are they still married? <laughs> yeah. I actually don't love her. Um, <laughs> Penny Lancaster. She like went back to school to be a cop. I don't even know what she's up to currently, but they're still married. Yeah. Penny Lancaster. I know. She was a model turned cop. I just can't believe the things you remember sometimes. Rod Stewart's cop wife, Penny Lancaster. Forgot my own name. Remember, Rod Stewart has a cop wife. Scott Disick loves, obviously loves hanging out with cops. <laughs> Hangs out with Rod Stewart, his cop wife, and Kimberly Stewart, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the, the uh, you know, iconic legend who has a baby with Benicio Del Toro, etc. Mm-hmm. The other thing I yes. remember. That's the most iconic thing about Kimberly Stewart. Okay, and she dated Cisco Adler with low balls. Oh, the low balls. Yeah. Those photos. That was yeah. him, right? The photos? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, see, the things I remember, I feel like he's holding a guitar in that iconic photo with the low balls, isn't he? <laughs> How could you look at anything else? That's like it saying, be... like, what color was her dress, you know? It used to be on D-listed all the time, the low balls. What do we think about this wedding? It finally happened. This is the third time they got married. They got like courthouse wet married. Then they did like the I mean, beach wedding. And now they're doing the Italy wedding. God, it's like grasping on for dear life <laughs> to, <laughs> to relevance. No, no, no. I mean, I think that it's just the most there. It's like at the same time genius and also like just utterly depraved, you know, mm-hmm. it feels very dated. This approach to weddings feels very pre-pandemic. This Kardashian approach to weddings. You think that you think that after some yeah. time they would stop putting so much attention on themselves when they got married? Like maybe lay low for once in your life, but this is a lesson they will never learn. I mean, learn. it didn't stop Kim. It's like she had four, and each one was you know grander than the last. I but, think Courtney, her whole thing was like, I didn't really have a good one last time or something. It's so mean. You, it really, if anything's going to make you feel for Scott Disick, <laughs> it's this type of bullshit. It's unbelievable how this family <laughs> takes a villain and makes me be like, I feel very sorry for this villain. Well, you know? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But it's also like leaving Scott out of the picture. It's a harsh reminder that 
there are no good ones in the Kardashian family. Like, Courtney used to be the good one. Courtney used to be, like, the smart one. Courtney used to be the one that kind of tried to actively avoid everyone else's bullshit. And here she is just literally copying them. <laughs> just doing everything they've done again. Right. Everybody gets a chance to, like, make their own bullshit. We thought we had Chloe. She created bullshit. It's just, like, it's each one gets their own shot to be bullshit, which just proves, you know. We haven't had Chloe in 10 years. We thought we had <laughs> Chloe. We really did. We thought we had like, her. Like, we as a society. All right. Well, we were talking about Scott because he's the who in this. Mm-hmm. Remains a who, you know. He gets the, what's sort of nice this last gasp of e's connection he got an e exclusive well e got an exclusive story about scott disick that said exclusive what scott disick did during courtney kardashian and travis barker's wedding weekend and i was sort of like wow e doesn't have the kardashians anymore but they do have scott <laughs> that's they something they really do they really do it says an onlooker told e news that f- the flip it like disick star which is a show they canceled like his show that they canceled in one season, I think. One season. Right, pretty sure. So it's like, do you have the right to call him the flip it like Disick star? Don't think so. Tell him. We have a problem. Okay. We have drainage problem. Problem is moving the pool. Moving the pool because we have two elevations. Before, now we have one elevation. The price we got is $220,000. Quarter million for drainage? That's why I said Drainage, grading, retaining wall. Retaining wall? Yeah. I started doing this myself, and he says I can't do it. Doing it yourself? No, you don't know how to drain. You know, $220,000 may not seem like a ton of money in comparison to the $5 million I just laid out on the other investment, but I'm not okay with $220,000 literally going down the drain. The flip it like Disick star was simply among her kids' oldest friends. They're talking about Kimberly's mom. Doesn't it say what they ate? They ate filet mignon? They, they got ate that um, creamy tagliatelle limon and caviar with filet mignon. Sounds great, honestly. Okay. Sounds like better than when I saw the food at that wedding. They had like, looked like pizza bites. I don't know what, I don't know what I was expecting Rod Stewart to look like or be wearing at this dinner with Kimberly Stewart and Scott Disick, but it should have been exactly this. This is exactly what Rod Stewart wears. <laughs> These photos are so funny. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, you thought, you know, the, the Sopranos cosplay of the wedding was good. Have you seen what Rod Stewart's wearing to dinner? Clearly not. Would you rather be earnestly, genuinely, I'm being serious, if you had a ticket to both things, if you had a Charlie's Golden ticket, you opened up your chocolate bar to, and- Oh, dinner with Rod up, Stewart and the you wedding? Opened up, you opened up two chocolate bars and one had a golden ticket that said, you got, ladies, we got you two first class tickets to Italy to Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's wedding. And one that said, ladies, we got you an Uber Lux, an Uber Black to <laughs> dinner at Labo with Rod Stewart and- Kimberly Stewart and Scott Disick, which one would you choose? Because I would frankly have a hard time picking one. Come on. One, you'd be in Italy. One, you'd be in My least favorite city. (laughs) I guess I'd be in my least favorite city. At least you'd be in Italy. But the Kardashian wedding sounds, it doesn't sound like a fun wedding. I keep looking at the photos and it's like, you know, fun weddings and then there are dumb weddings and they have honestly practically nothing to do with the venues themselves. They have everything to do with the couple and the vibe of the family that's surrounding the couple and like everything else that is not really related to where you are. You know, it's all about the vibes and the vibes of this wedding seeing dark and toxic. The vibes were off, yeah. The vibes were off. And it's not just because they were like, we're going to dress like goths. It's like, no, the vibes were severely (laughs) off. (laughs) Did you see they were married by that disgraced pastor, Justin Bieber's disgraced pastor? Yes. 
these people like, are absolute freaks. Do you think they asked the Pope and he was like, no. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, we'll Papa. get the other guy. Papa. <laughs> Papa. He would have married Kim. I don't think he would have married Courtney. I mean, Kim got Lana Del Rey to sing for her. Courtney got Pavarotti. What's his name? Pavarotti. Yeah. Pavarotti. <laughs> it would be funny if Papa was like, Sorry, I I can't I can't perform a wedding on someone who lived in sin with Scott Disick for you know six years. <laughs> I mean, I literally saw a clip of this wedding, and the song that was playing was "When the Moon Hits Your Eye Like a Big Pizza Pie," and I was like, "This is okay. not even a TikTok okay. like cut in. It was being played." Oh my god, what is the Candy Burris song that's on that's all over TikTok or like quote unquote all over bit TikTok right now? I what is it? it? How does it go? What is it? Is it the theme song to the show? Body, ass. What is it? <laughs> no, really you haven't, haven't seen heard it. it. No, 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 no. No, legs, hip, body. You haven't seen this? You haven't heard no. the song. Listen. No. You haven't heard the song. Legs and hips and body, body. Let's get them, girls. Body, body. It's an old Candy Burris song that is now going like quote unquote viral on TikTok. What do people do well, to kind it? kind of nothing. They look sexy. They like strut legs and hip and body and then of course you know some people put the songs over cartoon characters that have you know fat asses <laughs> <laughs> okay what is that it's do like with oh anything? there's squidward like oh, okay there's spongebob like oh, okay there's that like one of those nintendo girlies that's like Wait, big what does <laughs> you that have to do with the wedding <laughs> you mentioned a tiktok trend and i thought of candy burr's legs hips and body adi oh no yeah 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 no i mentioned right 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 yeah i don't know how my mind is working this morning body body Okay, Riley Keough has spoken about Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, and guess what? She loves it. I felt so honored that they worked so hard to mm-hmm. to really get his essence, mm-hmm. to feel his essence, and I, I really felt like uh, Austin captured that so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm a pretty... It, when it's your family, you're sort of extra critical, right? So it was... Um, I wasn't expecting to be so impacted by Austin's mm-hmm. performance and by what Baz was able to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I, I'm, I loved it. I did. Yeah, this is just a quick update just to say we were wondering where Riley Keough stood in the Elvis uh, biopic The Elvis debate. Matter. And she said, you know what? I loved it. And she said, I will not be in it. But I loved it. Lerman did not ask Keough to act in the film, nor was Keough interested in appearing in it. So we were wrong about that. He didn't even try. Yeah, well, she's, like, directing. She had a movie she directed debut at Cannes. Like, she's, like, fine, you know? War Pony. She's not really on this path. Mm-hmm. I read good things about War Pony. I was reading a good thing about War Pony, and then I saw that it was Riley Keough's movie. So I, was like, I think oh. she gave this quote kind of, like, in the press for War, War Pony, which is nice. Like, she was able to give this and couch it with, like, my own accomplishment actually happens to be that via nepotism of many generations, I have directed a film. People have started seeing it. We're getting I don't updates. Want to, I don't want to hear any early reviews. I think you were in the other room when a mutual friend was telling us all about Elvis at no. Eurovision. Oh, yeah. I got the rundown. I got the scoop. Like, was it positive? Was it positive? Oh, I it already was, said I don't want to. It was like half positive and half. Okay. Eh. That's, that's just new. This isn't working. <laughs> all right. Well, whatever. Now the audience knows. <laughs> half positive, half. Eh. Like most movies. We will be seeing it on the biggest screen possible. They did oh say that. God. They were like, as long as it's you better will, than see it. men, which I saw last night. Oh, what a stinker. Is Jesse Buckley is still a who? She's like, Jesse Buckley is. Definitely. Even though Jesse Buckley just showed up like two, week, two weeks ago, two years ago, She's a huge I'm getting show. a serious 
Amy Adams vibes from Jesse Buckley. I feel like people she's are going to be screaming about how good Jesse Buckley is for the next 15 years. Well, and she's never going to get an Oscar. This could have been the woman in the window. This movie's all about how Airbnbs are bad and Ford Fiesta should protect its copyright better. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? So here? Alex Garland told A24, I want to make a horror movie about how Airbnbs are bad. Yes. And Ford Fiesta should protect its copyright better. <laughs> yeah. And they said, Alex, we trust right. you. Right. You got exactly. Jesse Buckley. She's been calling us nonstop for the past six months. She wants anything. What's it called? Men. It's it's giving tormented woman, but like you're right. Like it, it, I, what it took isn't? me the whole <laughs> women are being tormented and a lot of things are giving that. <laughs> Okay. Well, this movie is really giving that. Okay. Do you recommend men? No. To the listeners. <laughs> you know what would be a better Alex Garland movie called Men? Elvis. No. <laughs> Just man colon Elvis, like a specific one. It would be a movie about Nick Cannon <laughs> considering a vasectomy because that's what he's doing to now. To be fair, in Men, all the men are played by the same man. And Nick mm-hmm. Cannon is oh, populating guy. a small town. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like men. Well, he did say, he did say, quote, I ain't looking to populate the earth completely, but I'm okay, definitely looking small... forward to taking well, care and loving all the children that I currently have, okay, which is a great Maybe line. not the earth, but a small, a small British town like Cotswold or something. There's only like 10 people, a vicar, a cop, you know, like we, he, he, he's got them all. Is there a Bobby? I guess a cop is a Bobby. A vicar, a Bobby. <laughs> a podcaster, a bartender, a cop. It's a like vicar. Richard Scarry's small British town and it's It truly <laughs> yeah. was. It no, this really was though. Okay, Nick Cannon is considering a vasectomy and this is big and oh my God. it's not just I'm people sick of sort this of Nick Cannon news. I'm like Well, it's not just people clowning him for or it. Or get out. <laughs> yeah, snip it or shut it basically. Yeah. He's considering both. He was on a podcast and he said, I'm going to read this quote in full again. I already went and got my vasectomy consultation. I ain't looking to populate the earth completely, but I'm definitely looking forward to taking care and loving all the children that I currently have. He says he's not, quote, out here looking for more kids. No offense, the funniest... but I don't think he got women pregnant by looking for more kids. I'm not sure that was like the, you know what I mean? He should be looking for more condoms. He should be looking for an IUD in there. <laughs> right. Before this was he was hanging out with Jessica White, who was the mother of one of his kids. And the headline that Bossip gave it was Raw and B, baby daddy Nick Cannon cradles Jessica White's tender thighs on mixtape cover, causes procreation speculation. <laughs> it's not even about new women. I think people are also worried he'd have more kids with the same women. They said no yeah. more kids. How many children are you going to have? That's the question. Because, I love that segue, Lonnie. <laughs> oh, no, Lonnie had to remind you. She was like, Nick, don't sue me. Don't hit me when you exactly. see me. No, but how many? Like, yeah. I know you. I love you. I know you for all the kids. How many? Exactly. Uh, honestly, and again, the answers are definitely on the mixtape. But uh, I love all my children. I love children. Uh, I don't know if I would have designed it this way, but it's one of those things when you're blessed with the gifts uh, of children and, and as we all know I've been through so much I find solace I, si- I find peace in my children and I find purpose so oh. I'm not out here looking like I already done went and got my vasectomy consultation <laughs> <laughs> not out here looking to populate the earth completely but I'm definitely looking forward to taking care and loving all the children that I currently look you're making There's me an auntie I'm good Nicholas right. I-, I-, I will be auntie yes. honey I couldn't find the other story of course it was a follow up to the vasectomy comments so he goes 
He goes, I want to get a vasectomy. I'm like thinking about it. Then he goes on a show called The Big Tigger Morning Show. And he brought up the fact that after he mentioned the vasectomy once in public, quote, first of all, all the companies were DMing me asking to be a spokesperson. And so there's a bag in it. You know, I can always locate a bag, which is exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) He can always locate a bag. He can always locate an income stream. So whoever wants me, we're going to film it. I also so fully support Nick Cannon, like, giving more attention to the idea of a vasectomy being, like, a good idea for birth control. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Instead of, like this instead only of putting has all of the pressure on like are you when are you gonna get an IUD like that sort of thing it's not all the woman it could be such a positive spin if he makes it fun and funny and good and like thoughtful to be like I am gonna get a vasectomy and like stop the madness that is me impregnating like every woman I go on a date with you know what I mean <laughs> he will make it a positive experience because there is money involved and he also says that when he does it they're going to film it so We'll see it on YouTube, his vasectomy. All right. I'm interested. I'm not quite sure how it works. <laughs> I mean, I can guess. Actually, I would love to learn how it works. You know? Yeah. You Tell snip. I know you snip something. Yeah, but tie? how do you snip? Isn't it one of those you things tie. where like... Don't you tie? Oh, you tie? Because you can unsnip. You can like un- no, well, you, you can undo well, it. You can't unsnip, but you can untie. So I think it's a tie. Do not call and tell us. We do not care. Bobby's not concerned, hey. and and I don't need to know. <laughs> call in. I'm saying call in. I want to know. I want to know. Okay, moving on. I'm skipping the next thing, but I'm moving on to Sherry having a trailer. Wait, one, Did you see one this? quick thing. What? What brands would be asking him to spot vasectomy like brands? Vasectomy.org, doctor someone Yeah, I guess there's whoever? just doctors. Yeah, sorry. Now we can move S- on. Snip it and, and clip it. I don't know, like, what these brands are. You're right. I've never seen, like, a, what an is the ad for a vasectomy. leading vasectomy? It's like, <laughs> like did provider. Dr. Zismore move into vasectomies after people stopped wanting, like, plastic surgery I from mean, him? I mean, did Dr. Oz move into vasectomies after he lost the race for, like, governor or whatever he ran for? Okay. Botox can do anything. Do you think Botox is, like, the new thing where it's, like, we just, like, snip it into the into the balls and then, like, surprise, it's a vasectomy. Like Now you think that injecting Botox into the balls is going <laughs> to I don't know. Maybe there, there has to be new technology. Okay, moving on. Sherry has a trailer. Hi, it's Sherry, and I'm here at the first photo shoot for my new talk show. It is my lifelong dream to have my own show, and it's finally happening. I am so excited to welcome you to the official kickoff. This is my time. So I want you to join me for every step of this journey I'm taking you on behind the scenes. You guys are still following me? On the road, in the studio, rehearsals, interviews, and so much more. Oh, yeah. I saw it. And I still don't know how to feel about it. I still don't don't, know. Yes, I saw the trailer. I don't know how to feel about it. And I feel like that's part of the brilliance of choosing Sherry Shepard because it's like, you love Wendy Williams so much. You want the best for Wendy Williams. We still have no idea what's going on with Wendy Williams. I think the latest update was that she she has been assigned a financial guardian. So she's been complaining about not being able to access her money for so long. But even after going through all this court stuff, even after going through all of these complaints with the bank itself as an entity, they have still assigned her some sort of guardian, like a middleman between her and her money. So that just says to me, we really don't know what the full story is. Um, it's alarming and it's worrying. But despite all of this, simultaneously, Sherry Shepard is thriving on television, took over the show. It's now called well, Sherry, she not Wendy, took and over she has a trailer. The time slot. Time slot, and the Instagram slot. account, and presumably the no. advertisers. Wait, the Instagram account too? 
You well, sure about that? the Wendy Williams, not Wendy Williams's main page, but the Wendy Williams Instagram. Wendy Williams still show promotes, or whatever. It still promotes Sherry's show. You know, she took over the infrastructure, I guess, is what I mean. Well, she definitely took over the time slot. Yeah, I mean, it. it is. It, Wendy was spotted at a Met. Uh, Met Gala party with uh, another than Jason Lee, the other one, the one that said the Queen was dead, but she when she Hollywood unlocked well, Jason Lee, yeah, the only man willing to to speak the truth about the Queen. Anyways, they were spotted together, which like is kind of good and also maybe kind of bad. I'm un, again, I I have no conclusions about this yet. I have no idea. And she keeps you know telling people when she speaks, like I'll be back on TV as soon as possible. But it seems like. It's not going to be in this time slot. One insider mm-hmm. told us it's logistically impossible for Williams to return now that Shepard's taking yep. over. Mm-hmm. Well, because Debmar, uh, Debmar Mercury, which is like the production company, is like, here's the show that we're making now with like the staff that we with have. With the staff. Right. Yeah. We're keeping the staff employed and we have a new show. But that's the thing. Like, despite all the darkness surrounding it, because Sherry Shepard is now official and like everyone kind of likes Sherry Shepard, it makes it harder to really get upset about anything it's it like raises your eyebrows and you want to know the truth but it's also like oh cool sherry shepherd has a show now and i want to watch it and the trailer is weird but i still want to watch it it's still the same show although i was reminded of a of a darkness about sherry shepherd that i had completely forgot did you remember this story i think i sent it to you because i was like you sent it to me and and i'd completely forgotten it i'd forgotten too it's kind of something i've never heard of happening before with a celebrity and i'm like oh about it you know Mm -hmm. sherry shepherd does not have like a clean slate apparently uh in what was the year in 2016 2016 she was she was married to this guy and she wanted a kid and so she paid for uh, a donor egg and a surrogate to Mm -hmm. have the kid and then decided right before the kid was born that she didn't want any of it including the guy and kind of just like left him with the kid and not yep. that she wasn't financially i think she financially took care of all of this yes she has to pay child support like forever well she was, the guy was like now i have a kid and like i didn't want to be a single dad and like she just like left her child and she never sees him you know mm-hmm. kind of dark i vaguely remembered it i actually sort of think we talked about it on the show we, mu- we must have it's so twisted i think we talked about it very early on it's weird to me that like if I don't know if Wendy Williams had a PR team worth their salt, they'd be drudging this up over and over. And I over mean, again. I just feel like, well, you know, Sherry has another kid named Jeffrey who I think has developmental issues. So like also she was kind of like, I really want to give Jeffrey a sibling. She has her hands full is what I'm saying already. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't like she just wanted a kid. She wanted a kid with this guy, but didn't want to conceive it, etc. So went mm-hmm. through all this stuff. But anyways, the, the article, which was published in 2016, ends with basically her him saying he gave, you know, obviously exclusive interview to them and him being it's like page six. I waited 40 years until I found someone. I want to do it right. Sherry put me through pure hell. I don't want to be a single father, but I don't want my son not to know his mother's touch. So it's like very Mm -hmm. sad. It's sad, but it's also like I assume now that I'm reading this again, I assume that since it's been six years since we heard about this, like they worked it out offline. Maybe. (laughs) They they took it into a breakout room. Maybe. Maybe. But she just, it's just so easy to love her. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. That's what it's one of the reasons, but it's one of the reasons that I think that this show is working out. Because beyond this, what can you say about Cherry Shepherd that's going to like torpedo anything? 
well, Sherry is already telling Page Six she's truly concerned about Wendy. She has to say mm-hmm. something. She said, I did hear Wendy say she will not watch me on the new show, and that's okay. You know, I understand. Um, then she said she'll, she asked fans to pray for Williams, whose health has been the subject of a ton of speculation. Quote, she's going through a lot. I'm truly concerned for her. Wendy's not going to like hearing that. Timmy said, me when I'm not truly concerned about someone. Sherry Shepard truly concerned about Wendy Williams. <laughs> I mean, uh, she has to say something. What is she going to say? She is walking up. She is walking a tricky rope, a tight rope. And I think that I assume that the the advice that she's getting is a version of just be yourself and be excited about this show. Just get Try this show not, to launch. Just right. get the show to launch and be the, your cool Sherry shelf, right? Like be excited and cute and bubbly and act like you're so thrilled for this. And if you have to mention Wendy, try not to at all. But if you do, just say, I'm concerned. You know, I mean, like, also she got just a like point. Sherry's show will be nothing like Wendy's. So it's kind of almost even, it sucks that she's like, quote, quote unquote, replacing her. But I'm not watching Sherry Shepard hot topics every day. I have no interest in what she has to see. You know, like this mm-hmm. woman does not have the institutional knowledge that Wendy has. Well, you have to earn it. You know, I'll watch her hot topics. If- Wendy is unpredictable in ways that are charming. And I just don't. Sherry is a professional and that's not fun. <laughs> Wendy <laughs> always true. had the, you know, the a little bit of danger. She said whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. She burped. I love yeah. her. Sherry is like a comedic actress. Like Wendy yeah. Williams was just radio host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Wendy Williams was like raw. You know, that's like why everyone loved her. I just don't think mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe this will be a hit in a different way, but it's not going to be the, the way that Wendy Williams was a hit. People watch that yeah. shit on YouTube. You know, like that was they waited for that stuff to come out and I watched it. I don't know. I we are like living in the era of uh, unpredictable talk show success, though, where we <laughs> Where someone gets a talk show and you're like, what the hell was the network and this person Jennifer thinking? Hudson. And then Jennifer Hudson, Drew fucking Barrymore, you know, like <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. It's like, what are these shows thinking? And then come to find They're out good. they end up being good. So, Well, I cut this I conversation, know. but we were talking about how I think daytime TV talk shows are like are rising and and the night ones, the late night ones are dropping. Mm-hmm. They're flopping. Not that they're yeah. – there's still a huge – you know, there's still – Late night is still a much more popular than daytime, but I still think that day, with Ellen leaving and the door mm-hmm. o- le- like opening a little bit to people, I think the next generation or whatever is happening here, I think daytime is coming up. You see a lot of clips from daytime now and not as many from late night. Well, they have the 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 stars. They want the good press. They want the Jimmy Fallons. And now they can go to Drew and Kelly, you know, and pretty and soon they'll be Jennifer nicer Hudson. to them and more and authentic. Be nicer. Yeah. Better lighting in the day, too. Oh, so much better lighting in the better day. Better lighting. Well, I mean, it's all shot during the day, but still. <laughs> Drew's does, I assume, have f- more flattering lighting than Jimmy opened, Fallon's show. I opened Instagram today, and the first Instagram on my feed was Drew Barrymore in a Meg Ryan wig at, um, at uh, not Zabar, it's at Katz's Deli. And it God. was her, and she had all the food in front of her, and it was like, Drew's was, recreating the iconic scene from, and I was like, I was, why? And then I closed it. <laughs> I was literally about to say, was she at Katz's? And then you said, yes. at Katz's. Oh, it's God. like Drew's recreating the iconic scene. And it's like, why? And then I just closed it and did something else. It's like respect to people who watch the Drew Barrymore show. but And like, I recognize that like celebrities like it. And sometimes I'll click a clip. But like, I can't. That's a bridge too far for me. I can't watch it. I mean, she's I putting her life it. on the line here. She's doing every crazy stunt you could think of. Putting she's... on a Meg Ryan wig and going to Katz's. Is it? 
true that like Johnny Depp asked you to marry him after like a, dating for a few weeks? It's worse than that. Wait, what? Tell me everything. <laughs> I was engaged to Matthew Broderick and Johnny Depp in the same month. <laughs> Here's one thing to know about Kelly Rowland. We cut. There was a 25 things to know about Trace it's Atkins so that was boring. just honestly so weird. <laughs> just one of the weirdest things I've ever boring. read. So we cut it. Not even weird. It was boring. <laughs> Number 23. My favorite app is the Weather Channel app. It's just like I can't do this. So <laughs> I was reading some uh, headlines and I saw what turned out to be one thing to know about Kelly Rowland. So I think we can use this in uh, 25 things instead. And here so is 25 thing, 25 boring things to know about Tra- Trace Atkins. But there's only one thing you got to know about Kelly Rowland. I almost said Clarkson. Rowland. Here's a headline. This is from the Jasmine brand. Kelly Rowland reveals sh- she once traveled 20 hours for sex. And I was like, that's a good thing. And I said, well, where did she reveal this? And she revealed this in not only a tweet that she sent herself, but as a response to prompt Twitter. So Kelly Rowland, in her like in her like infinite wisdom, created a prompt Twitter, which was a prompt tweet, which was on May 20th. What would you do Recently. for the D? She loves coffee Hashtag with Kelly. This is what she does on Kelly. Twitter. Hashtag, with Kelly. could I love Erica Badu anymore? Hashtag, Hashtag it's, it's Friday. It's Friday dash. Hey. hey. Okay. So she goes, what would you do for the D? And she responded to it herself, I guess, to like up the virality of this prompt tweet. And she, she goes, travel go 20 hours. Travel 20 hours for an hour. Just the D. I've done it. <laughs> Shruggy emoji. Why did she reveal it was just an hour? I would, I would not even. <laughs> I would just be like, let that. 20 hours for an hour. For just the just D. for the D. I've done it. And then someone and said, someone wow, asked her, was, it was it worth it, it in the end? end? And she retweeted, ask Tim. Turns out Tim's her husband. Tim's her husband, Tim Witherspoon. But it's just like, wow, Kelly has really like, gr- like just grabbed the promo cycle for this and like manipulated us so deftly. She goes, maybe this here's is a, a prompt. Maybe, maybe this is like before they got married. So it's a little bit well, more like ooh la la. But it is kind of a bummer to be like, it was for my husband. <laughs> No, well, you know I think I mean? that the for my husband makes it like a better story in the end. Like he, like, like she, she. Er, like I traveled she, twenty hours for the D, and guess what? I married him, and I can and get I that D whenever I want it. <laughs> I bagged the man. She's married to a Witherspoon, a Reese. No relation. Reese? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no relation. It was like 70 something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case under out the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin it's time for- it's linen season, honey. Oh. oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses. I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy 
some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like, Ooh. and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months, and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much so rude everybody is unique and i mean everybody two words because everyone sleeps differently their bodies are different and that's why helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences i'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper some people are back sleepers some people are exclusively side sleepers there's a helix mattress for all of you not only is the helix the best mattress i've ever slept on the setup was fast and easy their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door you just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing plus helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model and if you don't want to take our word for it helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by gq and wired magazine it's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep helix is offering up to 30 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. How do we go from, like, a funny, nice story to this? Because shout out Ashley Reese for (laughs) actually kind of being entirely responsible for this story's news cycle. She tweeted a story that was, like, her tweet was something like... like, This is so... I mean, it's... What is it? Neil Patrick Harris says he's sorry for graphic Amy Winehouse death gag at 2011 Halloween party. Quote, it was regrettable then and it remains regrettable now. When I explain to you what this story is about, you might at first not really understand what the big deal is. They had a party, the Halloween party. And at the party they had a Amy Winehouse themed cake. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've seen our fair share of Amy Winehouse Halloween appropriation, right? Girlies love to dress up as her, maybe in some insensitive ways. You know what I mean? Like people kind of lose their mind when it comes to celebrities. People they still think of do. them as not real. People still do. People still dress up as Amy Winehouse and Blake. 
I've and seen you might it. say, well, you know, a cake, who cares? Why are we even going back to 2011? It was a different time and place. But then I saw the cake and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I had never seen the cake, it's and the scary. the original it's the original tweet scary. from Ashley was like, "People don't remember. Why don't any of y'all remember Neil Patrick Harris's Amy Winehouse corpse cake?" I'm always having to tell people that it exists because they don't believe me, and it's quite easy to find. I googled Amy Winehouse corpse cake, Neil Patrick Harris, and it's I saw scary. it, and it's awful. It's really scary. I, I just it's don't like funny. how scary it is. I don't like how scary right. it is. It's not fun. I mean. It wouldn't be funny either way. There's no to way to do it. Clear, funny. but like I would be more forgiving if it was like, uh, you know, whatever. What? It's scary, and I don't like it, and it's gross. The reason, the who in this in this conversation is because it wasn't Neil Patrick Harris who tweeted this. It was his husband. It was Justin Mitka. <laughs> Justin Mitka David said, Bertka, you're confusing gay people. This is very offensive to me." No, this is Justin Mitka. But Justin Mitka's Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband. That's what I said. No, you said Neil Patrick Harris's husband. These three named gay wait, men, you think stop. they all have, th- you wait, think all the three stop. named gay men are married yes. to Justin Mitka? No, only one wait, of them wait, is. Wait, 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 So Neil Patrick Harris had the party, but it was Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband who tweeted the Yeah, he's a fucking cake. narc. He's oh a fucking narc. Oh my God, he's a fucking narc. He said, look who showed You're up. You're telling me that Justin NPH. Mitka and David <laughs> Burke are different comes. men? <laughs> here it comes. Here it comes. You're telling me that Justin Mitka and David Burke are different men? I'm, I don't. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. I'm pretty sure they have a lot in common. Also, they did this only four months after she died. Like, let her rest a little bit before you're like, LMAO. Listen to this. The morbid joke was posted online by actor Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband, Justin Mitka, who captioned the shot, quote, Look who showed up at Actually NPH and at Gourmet MD's Halloween party last night. Looking good. Makita, 36, deleted the photo swiftly, but it circulated after users took screen grabs of the post. And the post was this disgusting Amy Winehouse cake. And if you didn't know, it was fully like, it has her name on it. You know, like there's no, <laughs> there's no questioning that this is the corpse of Amy Winehouse on it. It and has it's all her just tattoos on it. That it's it's very it. specific what it is. You can tell. It's so, not funny or cute. Ashley Reese, the writer tweeted this like it's not even a know, cake question. i think it's like a. it says it included beef ribs pulled pork and chicken yeah, sausage and a spicy barbecue <laughs> I sauce i i really want to know nothing about this cake it's horrible Was that a cake? it's like a cake it's like a it's like a hearty cake it's like a a savory cake a savory cake but the thing that makes this story i think really weird like especially weird and interesting is because it's all stems from a viral tweet that was reminding people and in some case telling people for the first time that this existed and the pressure from the tweet was so great that neil patrick harris had to apologize for this thing that happened over 10 years ago that people are only talking about now because of twitter And he goes, a photo recently resurfaced from a Halloween-themed party my husband and I hosted 11 years ago. It was regrettable then. It remains regrettable now. Amy, you already read this. But, like, the only reason he said that was because of a fucking tweet. Yeah, you know, it is really Which is good. Because he should have apologized then. Like, just take some Mm -hmm. ownership and just be like, oh, that was kind of gross of us. Like, we shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. And if anything, if we did it, we shouldn't have, like, tweeted it. Like, no one should have, like, publicized it. Like, at least. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're going to be gross, like, be gross privately. Privately, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it it is. And the tweet was kind of, if the way that it was framed, wasn't it? Like, 
it was like I never I'll never fuck with him because of this old thing that I remember mm-hmm. that no one else seems to remember I mean Twitter is great for that and not just for putting blame on people for old things but just bringing up old things in general very popular and successful Twitter strategy which is just saying something that happened a long time ago that people forgot mm-hmm. okay Lindsay I was gonna play a game with you later on in the show but uh-huh. now I'm gonna cut that and then write a game on the fly oh and- no I had a game too vaguely but we'll see if we get there you know the um the website TV Overmind that does ten things you didn't know about X Y Z. Of course I TV do. TV Overmind. Yes. Okay. Of course. So I just opened up the ten things you didn't know about uh, Justin Makita and the no. ten things you didn't know about David Burtka. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't even know what the difference. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna read you a fact about a person, and okay. you're gonna say that is Neil Patrick Harris's husband David Burtka, or that is Jesse Taylor Ferguson's husband Justin Makita. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. How about this? Okay. <laughs> okay. The, 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 the 10 things are so funny. Because okay. one of them basically has jobs and the other one doesn't. That's sort of... <laughs> one of them is like, he loves being married to Neil Patrick Harris and doesn't have jobs. And the other one is like, I have a career. <laughs> okay. 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 You just gave it away. Okay. Number two, he wears many hats. Husband, father, actor, chef, friend, son. He's a man who wears so many hats, and he does such a good job with all of them. He's been able to keep his life together and running smoothly for some time now, and he's been able to get things handled as a result. He's not one to shy away from what makes him feel interested, and we love that. <laughs> Wait, is, is that... that is that Neil Patrick Harris's husband David Burtka or Jesse Taylor Ferguson's husband Justin Makita? Is that Jesse Taylor Ferguson's husband Justin Makita? Makita? No, that's Neil Patrick Harris's husband David Burtka. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Okay, here we go. He's a chef? I mean, Lindsay, I just told you. Okay. He's a husband, father, actor, chef, friend, and son. He wears so many hats, and he does such a good job with all of them. Okay. I thought he was an interior designer. Is he not that, too? I can't can't tell you these things, or they will spoil the quiz. Okay. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) You really love this game. Number nine. His husband stalked him. All right, stalked is a strong word, and that absolutely does not apply to this at all. But in this, meant, in this, it's meant in a loose manner of speaking. He first saw his husband in 2003 with a female friend, thought they were together, and wanted to get to know him more. So he started showing up places where he knew blank would be. He would Ew. casually be there, they'd cross paths. Then they got together. I think the timing here should give it away. 2003 is when they first met. Is that Neil Patrick Harris's husband, David Burka? That's Neil Patrick Harris's husband, David Burka. Good job. You got okay. it right. You got it right. Who okay. was stalking who? Neil was stalking David Burka, according okay, to this cool. bullet point. <laughs> I can't I can't believe this. Okay. Okay. I got one right. Nine. He released a bow tie to celebrate pride. On June 13th, 2019, blank and blank, the husband and the husband, stepped out in celebration of Tie the Knot's first East Coast pop-up event at the Tie Bar in New York City. The event saw the foundation give the Tie Bar a designer makeover to celebrate the lead-up to NYC Pride. So they designed a, a Pride bow tie. Who would have done that? I, I don't know them. I don't know who would have done that. <laughs> Is that Jesse Taylor Ferguson's husband, Justin Makita? Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband, Justin Makita. Oh, exactly. my God. Yes. You got it right. Okay. Yes. You got it right. Okay. You got it right. Okay. He designed a tie. He designed a tie, yes. Okay. Four. He's educated. 
He is a man who has a great education, and we love that for him. He's trained in so many wonderful places and done so many wonderful things in his life. He's a man who trained professionally at the Interlochen Center for the Arts, William Esper Studios, and even Le Cordon Bleu. Definitely Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband, Justin Makita, right? No. It's Neil oh. Patrick Harris, his husband, what? David Burka. I thought he was... Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do one more. He's estimated to be worth $2 million. Thanks to his worth as a lawyer, producer, bow tie company owner, and husband of one of America's most <laughs> successful actors, Blank is estimated to be worth around $2 million. Okay, you said bow tie again. If it's yes. not Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband, Justin Makita, I'll be really confused. <laughs> it's, it's Jesse Tyler Ferguson's <laughs> husband, Justin Makita. Okay. okay. I'm done here. We're done here. That's it. One, <laughs> the, one I of still these don't is know anything about them. Okay, how about this? There just aren't one facts. Is a chef, Here's the last and one. And one loves bow ties? Number eight. Yes. Number eight. He's boyish. This is a word his husband uses to describe him. We take this to mean he's a man who is both silly and sweet, playful, perhaps a little bit mischievous. Perhaps he's just, just never going to take himself boyish? too seriously. <laughs> yes. Is this Justin as well? No, this is Neil Patrick Harris's husband, David Burka. Oh my god, I honestly give up. I'm never gonna learn that I this is um um this is over. Here's the rest of the family. This is Justin, and this is Leaf, our firstborn, and Sammy, our new our new puppy. I'm not sure if they're groomed yet or anything. You're really catching us off guard. Um, but come on in. This is our master bedroom. Well, look who it is. It's AD. Hi, guys. Come on in. Welcome to our crib. Well, you are in our brownstone. We're in Harlem, New York. Represent. We've been here for five, six years. Five, six years. Okay, next next topic. What's what's next? Heidi Klum's daughter went to prom and wore her dress. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we should move on. <laughs> you have to read. You no, have to read I the think, caption though. It's How so do we know? Boring. Because she captioned her her photo prom night in mama's dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's so boring. It's great. Prom great. night in mama's dress. There's nothing the tabloids love more than a famous woman's daughter. Wearing the famous mom's dress. Nothing they, they love, love more. Nothing they love, they love more. Okay, I have a little game for you. Oh my God, another game. Hopefully I it's better than mine. a headline about an event called Elle's Hollywood Rising event. Fanning or magazine? Is gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> Elle Fanning hosted a party called Hollywood's Rising. <laughs> so it was a magazine? So. It's the magazine. It okay, hosted this party. And I was like, who went? And then... I pulled up the guest list and I was like, wow, this is this is a tough one. But I'm going to try and I want to see if you can guess some of the people on the guest list. Therefore, oh kind God. of revealing oh, no. who is Hollywood rising. See if you're in. Are you in touch with who's rising in Hollywood? I think I am. OK, I'm going to give you I'll give you Thomason like McKenzie. OK, I'm give you a hint. <laughs> is it Thomason? Oh, Thomas and McKenzie. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a hint that I wrote that I think will work to get you to guess who it is, okay? Okay. Okay, number one. Okay, great. The other, Chalamet. Pauline. That's correct. Number two, the breakout star of Everything Everywhere All at Once. The daughter. Um, the daughter. Hmm. Stephanie. What's her name? Yes. Stephanie Shu. That's correct. Yes. This one you're never going to get. She is the tall girl in Tall Girl 1 and Tall Girl 2. 
Not the tall girl. No, not the tall she girl. She shares a first name with a pop star with an uneven haircut and a last name with one of the twins from Full House. Fuck. Well, both of the twins. Wait, wait. And the twins? Ava Olsen. Try one more time. Wait, you said the last name Their with first the twins names. from Full House. Ava Michelle. Correct. That is the tall girl. Thank you. The tallest girl. Thank you. Okay, four. Blink and you'll miss her in West Side Story. Maddie Ziegler. Yeah, that's correct. Number right, five. Right, because she dances. Nepotism Singleton. Nepotism Singleton. Yeah. So it's like John Singleton's son? Yeah, or something. Fuck. I have no idea. Is there, is there any other? Demi Singleton. Demi Singleton. Okay. Number six, a.k.a. William Bowery. <laughs> God damn it. It's, um, that's not Joe Alwyn. No. It sure is. It's Number Joe Alwyn? Seven. Yeah. Number seven, not Kaylee Cuoco, but Haley Kyoko. I hate <laughs> That's you. correct. Number eight. We're gonna talk about her again. We are. Number eight. Remember when she called her gay love interest biphobic? Wait, Daddy, don't remember this. Remember she called Rowan Blanchard biphobic, even though they were about to star together in like a gay rom com. Is this Sabrina Carpenter? No, she's also Moana. <laughs> to give away. Alessia Cara. <laughs> no. Oh, Ellie Cuvalho. Yes. Okay. God, I forgot fucking her. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Number nine. This is the last question. Okay. The last person on earth Tati would ever want to be rising in Hollywood. James Charles. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these people are like. Old? I know. Old. <laughs> like, where like, are I'm they sorry. rising? From 35 to 36? <laughs> <laughs> Some of these people are way too old. I know. Um, but I guess the I guess you can rise at any age. That's what I'm always saying. You can rise at any age. Did the event did the event look fun? Like were people dressed? I didn't well? go. I wasn't there. <laughs> I'm looking. Aren't there photos? I clicked the photos. Okay. To answer to answer my own question, this event did not look fun. Joe Alwyn should not be at an event with the tall girl, Ava Michelle. You outrank be- her, Joe. Just because you've been like you know staggering doesn't mean you're rising. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'm sorry. Bye. I'm looking at these. Fucking photos. You know who else is there? Betty Who. Get out of there. Like, stay home for one (laughs) night in your life, Betty Who. (laughs) Like, watch some TV. Uh, She's probably like hanging out nearby or whatever. Watch some TV. She's trying to. Can Betty Who please stay home and watch TV? (laughs) Please. The flight attendant is good, and all episodes are now streaming. (laughs) Oh my God, stop it. Their Jersey Shore cast is really upset about a new Jersey Shore, like, I don't know, spinoff called Buckhead Shore. What I don't understand is why are they speaking out about this and not Floribama Shore? Because it's not also, like they've like, never done this before. They're not being rebooted. Like they still have Jersey Shore Vacation or Family Vacation or whatever show they have. They're Half just of mad MTV that, is like, now Jersey Shore. Jersey Family Shore. Vacation. I know. I know. The entire channel is revolving around your existence. So what is the prop? Like these these fools they all like they made a press release in a notes app and they posted it as a cast that took chance with a network in need bitch what you helped mtv we put our most vulnerable moments on television for the world to see we gave our all over the past 13 years became a family and continued to open our lives to the world so please understand we are not in support of a version that will exploit our original show our hard work and authenticity to gain viewers don't forget to tune into an all-new season of jersey shore family vacation they're First still of all, making, hashtag we are Jersey it, Shore. You can't have it both ways. You can't be promoting not, your show on MTV and then mad at MTV putting it on another show that like is I would, vaguely related to your show. 
I would understand this complaint if MTV was like, we're finding new Jersey kids. Yeah. Right. We're finding New Jersey kids from Staten Island and Poughkeepsie and like whatever. We're going to take them all to the shore on Atlant- in Atlantic City and like figure this out. They're not doing that. They're going to fucking right. Georgia. And they've already well, done this with Florida Shore. They're Jersey Shore 2.0. They're using the brand name of it, which is like annoying because first of all, Buckhead Shore is not in New Jersey. So what is the, does it make any sense? I feel like the, yeah. they should be happy that they, they wanted to replace them season two and then they were so good that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like these... Jersey Shore people are lucky that they were, you know, that they were such a force that they said, let's just let it ride. But they they still are. That's the other thing that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, you still have a very popular show on MTV. And the reason we know it's popular is because they won't fucking cancel it. They're giving you season after season of this family vacation that was good for one season and never again. You know, like, I don't understand it. The, The first line, though, it's a... One of my favorite pieces of trivia. I do understand what they're meaning here when he goes as a cast that took a chance with a network in need. Sorry, I'm making what it seem like mean? it was just the situation who wrote this, but it was the whole cast. Yeah. Jersey Shore, fun fact, I love it, was supposed to be on VH1. And VH1 was doing quite well. They're all Viacom properties. VH1 at the time had I like you, I, tons of hits. Well, you know. <laughs> makes so much sense former, that you know this. Yeah. Former uh-huh. company, man. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, VH1 had so many hits at the time. And MTV didn't. And so VH1 said, you can take this because it'll, you know, uh-huh. what's good for the goose is uh-huh. good for the gander, whatever. And MTV took VH1's Jersey Shore and it became a hit. And it was exactly what MTV needed to, like, make them popular again. I think that's what he's referencing. Because it was supposed to be in a VH1 show. It, Maybe. It, right. It, yeah. fit in, it fit in with the VH1, like. But also, as a cast that took a chance with a network in need. I'm sorry, they made the decision to change networks? Right. So. They didn't make any of those decisions, right? <laughs> they're not producers. They're not creators. I don't they're not executives. think so. I know. They were going so. wherever they, Viacom put them. You know? God, I just, it's just so funny that they're like, you know, unionize. <laughs> like, like, they're just like, but it's just like, you guys should unionize if you're come, so mad. <laughs> where does this come from? They have, they still have careers. I just don't understand it. They're still promoting a show that's on. I don't know. And like sometimes with some people I would like to say like, oh, they're doing this for they they know that like all press is good press and they're doing this to like make the uh give family they vacation do know that. They a do little know press that. and like yeah. attention. But I don't know that I think they're actually really pissed <laughs> and I don't get it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just kind like funny. true idiots. Let's move on to some relationships. There are some funny okay. ones in this bunch. We have Candace Bushnell dating a mystery 21-year-old model. <laughs> I love this for her. But the funniest part is that say... she's dating a 21-year-old model. The funniest thing is she's dating a 21-year-old model and she's being pursued by a 91-year-old suitor. So <laughs> page six said in their genius way, in a curious May-December love triangle in which Bushnell plays both the May and the December. <laughs> like... Okay, you have to read the whole paragraph, though, because the story is about the 21-year-old. The headline is, Sex in the City author Candace Bushnell, 63, dating 21-year-old model. There's no photos. There's no name. No. It's just that no. they've been canoodling. They refer to him as Mr. Big Boy Pants, which is really funny. I hate this. And is he, like, in a diaper? Like, I don't... They I also worry. say... Page six years, the Sex and the City author met her Mr. Big Boy Pants at a Fashion Week show this spring. And since then, according to the socialite source, quote, she's been taking him everywhere. So would we, her dark-eyed, 
tussle-haired toy boy really puts the ooh in juvenile. You <laughs> like, said toy boy, what? and it's you said boy toy like you're like oh, toy I boy said like toy you're boy the like Daily, I'm Daily Mail. Mail. <laughs> oh, our source didn't know his name, but who really cares with cheekbones like that? Who needs a name? We don't even well, have a photo. They say cheekbones, so <laughs> we don't have the photo. I had the same. Meanwhile, thought. a pal of Bushnell's confirms that she's been talking to the stud. That's what they call him now. The friend added helpfully. <laughs> And th- but she's being pursued by a 90-year-old suitor. She's May, December. I love this. I mean, shout out to Ollie Coleman who wrote this and pointed out that she's May and December. And shout out to Candace Bushnell for emailing Ollie Coleman. <laughs> like this Truly, is, emailing this him directly. Is, this is Candace Bushnell's voice. Because when she goes, I'm talking to him, she that's what the- they call it now. She's saying these things about we herself. We saw her show. She wrote Sex great. and the City. She put the Which ooh in juvenile. That's what a writer does. <laughs> This is this is a story to me straight from Candace Bushnell's mouth. I know, I love it. And She's guess a what? Here's some promo. Her show is moving to the Carlisle. So if you missed it on Broadway, it's moving to the Carlisle. But that's funny. This is definitely true, and it's definitely a source. Uh, the source is definitely Candace Bushnell. I'm Candace Bushnell. I'm the author of Sex in the City. Let's talk about the crappy men of Sex in the City. Jared, now pretty much every guy on the planet, or certainly on a reality show, looks like Smith Jared. He's really the one character on the show who ends up being successful with the help of Samantha. She's going to have a certain amount of power in the relationship because she's older and because he looks up to her. So she automatically has the upper hand. I feel like I've had those kinds of relationships. I mean, I was married to a man who was 10 years younger. You know, you're going to have more power in the relationship because you are older. And then we were really happy together for a while and then we weren't. So we have a confirmed relationship. We have Haley Kyoko is officially dating Becca Tilly, who we knew. Becca Tilly was a bachelorette contestant bachelor contestant Haley Coco yeah. singer and we knew that they were together we've seen their instagrams but they've never said Everyone it knew. and now they but say it it's because Haley Kyoko released a bachelor themed music video in which she ends up with the girl from the bachelor which is kind of cute But we also have a PSA. We have a PSA from Timmy that I want to put up top because it's important. Even though we just did it in a game, Timmy says, please, please, please stop calling about Kaylee Cuoco versus Haley Kyoko. Enough. (laughs) Timmy's going to go on strike and we cannot have that. (laughs) (laughs) We we really cannot have that. Timmy goes through most of the calls these days and you cannot make Timmy's life miserable, please. Timmy knows that Haley Kyoko and Haley Cuoco sound the same. And we know it too. We just, in fact, use use that in a quiz. (laughs) Enough. (laughs) Enough. He used three pleases. Please, please, please. Stop calling it about Kaylee Cuoco versus Haley Kyoko. Since (laughs) I love that, like, I love that so much of media knew about Haley Kyoko, but Us Weekly did not take the time to learn about Haley Kyoko until she started dating a Bachelor contestant. (laughs) And then instantly after Bachelor Nation gets involved, they get the headline, who is Haley Kyoko? Five things to know about the For the Girls singer amid Bachelor-inspired music video. It's like, this is... This is just a funny flip because to me, I know nothing about Becca Tilly and I feel like I know everything about Haley Kyoko. My dream is to be the Bachelorette 
and to have 26 women to choose from. That's my dream. Will it happen? No, because all of middle America watched The Bachelor, but maybe one day we will progress and you will see me going, I'm sorry, I just can't give you the rose tonight. I love those moments, they're like the best moments. I could talk about The Bachelor for like hours. Me too. Well, Haley Kyoko lives in the kind of G-flip world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Betty Who. Oh, she lives in a well. better world. G flips in the upside down. <laughs> G flips and Kaylee Kyoko's upside down. <laughs> the I'm last sorry. time that Kaylee, the last time that Haley Kyoko had interesting kind of press outside of just like making music that people really like was mm-hmm. when she spoke out against the girls song. Sometimes I just want to kiss girls, girls, girls. When she was like, um, the not this. <laughs> she said no. Exactly. She said, what's this? Sometimes you just want to kiss girls. I kiss girls all the time and I enjoy it all the time. Okay, bye. You know what I mean? There is there is nothing straighter than number four and your five things to know about one woman being, why do her fans call her lesbian Jesus? If you have to ask why someone is known as lesbian Jesus, like, you know, hang up the phone. I, 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 I You're not going to get any clarity from this. Wait. Why do her fans wait, wait, wait. call her lesbian wait. Jesus? Amanda Stanton, Raven Gates, and more members of Bachelor Nation celebrate Brecca Tilly and Haley Kiyoko's relationship. Quote, we love a good launch. Colton Underwood, who came out as gay after headlining Ugh. The Bachelor in season 23, responds to Tilly's Instagram video highlighting the couple's relationship over the years. He's so mm-hmm. mad that someone else is gay now. He's like, no, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm it. This, this statement that I think Becca left the statement on the story. Yeah. That's not Haley's. This is this does not read as Haley's voice to me. This must be Becca's voice. But it is very it's a little sad. And it is like it's this will this is just this will always get me, but she goes she's been crying off and on all day after like it became official whatever. And to everyone who has known about us for the last 4 years because people have known and especially like the lesbians know. Like the lesbians are paying attention specifically. <laughs> To everyone who has known about us for the last four years and gave us the time and space to do it in our own time, the magnitude of that alone is not lost to me. I'm so grateful. She doesn't have to avoid pronouns on the podcast now. I love you. It's nice. That's really sweet. Well, because of course she's been doing like a Bachelor podcast probably for years because that's mm-hmm. what they all do. You know, Bachelor Nation yeah. loves a podcast. Mm-hmm. They do. So do we. <laughs> do we? Anyway, so they're official. <laughs> they're official. Haley Kyoko and, and uh, Becca Tilly. The video already has a lot of streams. Well, I think Haley has a lot of fans. What's you know interesting about the video is that it's it's Haley's fans, obviously who love her and love the music, but then it's also Becca Tilly fans and Bachelor people who are like ravenous for Bachelor news, mm-hmm. who love that love that twist ending. Here's a new. We don't do a relationship like this a lot. This is a relationship feud, and this is the problem. But we Young Miami about has this been like kind of yeah, but Young Miami and Diddy have been like rumored. For at this point over a year right and sometimes they'll confirm it and then sometimes they won't confirm it and you're like did we ever actually get confirmation over this and i feel like the answer is no but like sometimes they flaunt the fact that they're like at least friends where they go on vacation together and other times they are very closed off about whether or not they are in fact dating young miami half of city girls as far yeah. as i knew was still dating diddy because a month ago they were spotted together somewhere and i was like okay they're still Something's dating like cool going on there Something's or going they're just on. both enjoying the relevance because like it it kind of makes them both relevant in an interesting mm-hmm. way to be spotted together diddy because mm-hmm. he's kind of washed up and she's a hot <laughs> new thing but also she's a hot new thing he's brand name and she's not quite mm-hmm. brand name although city yes. girls is pretty big at this point city yeah. girls is big yeah but um 
so there was a minor like feud online because a model turned aspiring rapper named sure. Gina Wynn is on social media. She used to date Chris Brown, maybe, but like that's not important. The point Dark. is like she's she knows people, right? Like she's she's somehow has a foot in the music industry in some way. So she's a model. She posts a photo with Diddy like kissing her head, kind of, like, but cutely, not like sexily or whatever. And after that photo went up, young Mammy goes on Twitter and goes <laughs> Somebody please give this bitch some attention, which is hilarious. That's so funny. That's so funny. Somebody please give this bitch some attention. And so the allegation here is like, don't read into what's happening here. Because she called her. She called her a notice me, please ass bitch. (laughs) Notice me, please ass bitch. She's a a notice me, please ass bitch. Go sit down. We see you. Relax. It's okay. You've been around, just around for years. You've been waiting on this moment. If he can't make famous, bitch, I ain't. (laughs) God, it's like eloquent and like also catchy, which I love. It's like, yes, it's like, it's like illustrative. It's like illustrative and like, and also catchy. Ah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Notice me, please ask bitch. Sit down. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? But here's the thing about Gina. They were both at, it's, it's sort of like, this is how it always is with, the at least young Miami and Diddy too, where it's like, no, we're just in the same place together. So after Gina posts the story with Diddy, everyone's like, oh, is Gina dating Diddy? I thought Diddy was with young Miami. Like what's going on here? Well, it turns out they were all just in Las Vegas at the same time. So this is, I think, I don't remember where I quoted this from. I think I put the link up top. Complex maybe? Yeah, complex. Gina was back in the public eye May 22 after a public dispute with Young Miami over Diddy. Both women were in Las Vegas earlier this month where Diddy was hosting the Billboard Music Awards. Young what? Miami was there to present an award while Gina watched from the audience posting from the show that, quote, Baby Daddy is hosting the Billboards. According to TMZ, uh... Diddy partied afterwards with Young Miami, but a couple of days later, Gina shared a snap of him kissing her cheek, prompting Young Miami to fire off some saline tweets, including, please somebody give this bitch some attention. Anyway... She posted another video of them doing, like, an Instagram filter with, like, doggy ear, like, cutesy face. But, like, again, none of these things really seem all that. I have really to say, there's nothing, that. nothing that makes, nothing makes Diddy look older and more kind of, like, why, like. <laughs> doing an Instagram he, filter. Than doing an Instagram filter with the doggy face. Like, it, this Gina's being like, oh, do this Instagram filter with me. It's like, that's not a, it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh... I think what this is, is Young Miami and Diddy are still together. Or at least, like, have some sort of relationship. And Gina truly does not know him. Every time they ask her if she's in a relationship with him, she says no. <laughs> she says no. But she's still, like, essentially going after women who are spotted with him, who are rumored to be dating him also. Mm-hmm. So, and now Gina you know. has music, too. And the thing about Gina is she wants to become a rapper now. And she's released some music. And she's saying, I just like, think that this is clever on promo. her part. Yeah, it's clout. It's clout. Yeah. We're just, mm-hmm. you're just, we're just doing clout. She's also not as good on Twitter as Young Miami because she posts her own story that goes, if anybody's seeking attention, bitch, it's you. And it's like, you need to take a class because these like, these burns aren't as good as Young Miami. So like, please don't even try. <laughs> like, notice me ass, notice me please ass bitch. You can't just beat that. Like, you're not, you're not ready. <laughs> Sorry. To follow up. Notice me ass bitch with um uh um uh, um Fuck you. if if anyone's if anyone's getting attention uh, it's it's you. <laughs> uh, moving on, is anything more boring than Sebastian Stan dating Annabelle Wallace? <laughs> well, apparently, so like this 
photographer person took posted photos from Robert Pattinson's birthday party in New York. Mm-hmm. And so you have like a slideshow of all these photos. And there was a photo of Sebastian Stan kissing Annabelle Wallace, even though they'd already like broken Annabelle up a few kissing times. Him. Okay. Well, okay. The photos just well, the photos very It's mutual though. <laughs> they are kiss they are both engaging. They're engaging. It's just Anyways, a weird the point photo. is is that it was posted and people got a screenshot of it and now it's gone. Miles Hendrick, the photographer, must have deleted it. It's gone. To the point where the comments, you have somebody that goes by not Sebastian Stan's girlfriend, not (laughs) dot Seb Stan's dot GF, who's on it, said, Seb's picture is all over Twitter, Insta, and Tumblr. Damage is done, my dude. (laughs) 71 (laughs) likes. God. No, they've never they've never dated before publicly. Her last big relationship was with Chris Pine. Pine. Four years. Lucky yes. bitch. Damn, she's yeah. like, she's cleaning up. Well, according to Timmy, she's the star of Malignant, so she's a legend to me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Timmy. <laughs> you love Malignant, forever. too. I still never no, watched Malignant. No, I don't. Malignant. I've After never spoiled... seen Malignant in my life. Oh, Malignant. Yes, you did. You I told me how of... much you loved Malignant. I know. I was and then I never Malef- saw it because you spoiled I was, it. I was thinking of Maleficent. No. Because you said, can I tell you how malignant ends? And I was like, I guess. And then you told me and I was like, fuck, why did I tell you to let, why did you I let you tell me how malignant ends? You said you. said. And then once I knew how malignant ends, I was like, well, I don't need to watch this anymore. No, you do. Because there's like one final scene of malignant that's like, you gotta see it. Sorry. I just, I thought it said Maleficent. I mix them up. She, They're very different movies. Not to, you know, form someone's identity based on who they dated. But in this instance, I think it is completely fine to do so she's an up up and coming star she's very like l here comes l fanning here comes hollywood people she's one of those people but she's always like dating someone way more famous than she is and despite that nothing really happens with her although i guess she got malignant so she's doing fine okay she just, dated chris martin for two years chris yeah. pine for four years yeah and now she's smooching sebastian stan at rob pattinson's birthday mm-hmm. party I would say she's more successful in that route than she is in the she, movies. And I love Malignant. <laughs> she still feels very anonymous to me. And yeah. I just wonder why that is. So we have a nepotism wedding. Sasha Spielberg, daughter of Steven Spielberg, married Harry McNally, daughter of, excuse me, son, son of Keith McNally. Who owns Balthazar, not, which is a Balthazar. very chic restaurant in New York. Yes. He's kind of an and iconic restaurateur. He's, you know? a resta- he's an iconic restaurateur. That's what People he is. People who know, he's, know. He's not an iconic movie director, but he is an iconic restaurateur, and he is rich. So he's got, you know, a rich son, married a rich daughter, and they started dating during the pandemic, and now they're married, and like, okay. Yeah, it's kind of they boring. Danced, they got they danced to Got To Be Real by Cheryl Lynn, which I love. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun, too. That's like the only detail that I cared about. The only people who would care about this are Page Six, and Page Six did write about it, but that's kind of mm-hmm. the extent, unless you're going to do kind of like a, vo- a little Vogue moment, because it's like, you know whatever Mm -hmm. but she Sasha Spielberg is kind of a she's a musician she opened for Haim on tour a few times which is impressive Timmy saw her she goes by Buzzy Lee oh Timmy saw her Timmy lol I actually saw her when I went to Haim and she was Buzzy Lee and my friends and I were like uh isn't that a Spielberg (laughs) well why do you think she goes by Buzzy Lee she said truly I started Buzzy so people wouldn't see my last name first she said bluntly joking that she almost named her solo act Spielberg's daughter so the headlines could write themselves well, the thing <laughs> That's, is, that'd be funnier. <laughs> she, she did say, 
I ch- I started Buzzy so people wouldn't see my last name first. The thing about Sasha Spielberg is you can't look at her without seeing Steven Spielberg first. She looks just like him, and I know, I know that that's Anne how Kate. DNA works. But she Anne looks Kate just Kate Capshaw's like DNA a... could not compete with Steven's. I'm sorry, it could not compete. Are you saying she looks Jewish? Hmm? No, I'm saying she. Hmm? I'm saying she looks like Steven hmm? Spielberg. If that means that she looks Jewish, then yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. But she looks just like Steven Spielberg. Guest you at think the ceremony. She looks Jewish. <laughs> Guest Lindsay at the ceremony. Lindsay approaching the mic. <laughs> 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 tap tap. Guest at the ceremony included model Emily Ratajkowski. Here's a headline: Nina Dobrev and Sean White make red carpet debut at her ex's movie premiere. Because she used to date Glenn Powell, and they went to the Top Gun Maverick premiere together. I thought that was funny. I thought that was a good headline. That's all I have mm-hmm. to say. They made their red carpet debut at her ex's movie premiere. <laughs> no one less interesting than Glenn Powell, except maybe Annabelle Wallace. Although Annabelle Wallace has a has a more interesting career. Glenn Powell sucks. He's, he's a so way less. He's way less interesting. He's what a boring way guy. less. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? The most important thing that happened with Rita, she talked about turning down Eurovision 13 years ago. Imagine the timeline we'd be in. Imagine like the the alt everything everywhere all at once where Rita Ora like did Eurovision in 2009. I mean, which we wouldn't have her as we have her. It would be a totally different. We wouldn't even maybe have the segment because she would have been on such a different path. No, she'd still be around. What was she doing in 2009? She hadn't even released I Will Never Let You Down. She was still, you know. She was probably just like meeting Jay Z, maybe meeting Calvin Harris, like starting to Signed form to early rock relationships. And rock yeah. Nation, right? She was probably very early on. So and she this, revealed this, this on everything. the podcast. Coupled them with Idris and Sabrina Elba. Did not Idris know Elba's that was a podcast. Thing. Yeah, with his yeah. wife. Yeah, Sabrina. She also was on the podcast with her sister and manager, Elena. You know, Elena Ora. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. voice of Rita Ora. The voice know? of Rita Ora in more ways than one, right. allegedly. So she said she was offered the chance to represent the UK. Well, then she would have lost. In the annual competition back in 2009, she was initially very excited, but she felt it wasn't the route to chart stardom that she was looking mm-hmm. for. Well, that means she's she watched the Eurovision right before. I'm assuming that the song that they're talking about was the 2009 Eurovision Song Song, song Contest song, which was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber called yeah. It's My Time. Because uh-huh. the person who ultimately got it was a singer named Jade Ewan. Have you ever heard of her before? No. no. So because there we go. she sang the Eurovision song. Do you know who co-wrote the song? Who? Diane? Diane fucking Warren co-wrote no. this song with Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's my time. It's my time. My moment. It's not a banger. And it's not a banger. If Andrew Lloyd Webber and Diane didn't make it a hit, it's not it couldn't, There's no way. Do you know where uh, Eurovision was in 2009? Russia. No. no. Oh. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she did not sing an Andrew Lloyd Webber song in Russia in 2009. And 
for that, we are thankful because it changed the course of history. We really are thankful. We really are thankful. Mm-hmm. What's next? Big hair, don't care. Rita Ora shows off her volum- voluminous hairstyle and sultry makeup after getting glammed up for American Idol. Oh, yeah. She, she does this. with Katy Perry at American she Idol. She Katy. I think we talked about this last week, I did. I cut it. I cut oh, it. Oh, you cut so it. So we didn't. But she hung out with Katy. Rita Ora gives oversized men's suiting feminine twists at Dior Men's Spring 2023 fashion show. Okay. Very classic. She looks good. At, she looked good at that show. She looked she Her and good. Taika looks so good at that show. Do you know what her full caption was on the Today Was One of Those Days post? No. Because it's like her in like athleisure. She's like doing posing beside a punching bag. The first sentence is not just today was one of those days. It's today was one of those days. I woke up and the day just took off. It's like that's literally your whole life. You wake up and the day takes off. I I know that's how all of your days are. One of those days means it was another day that's just like all the other days. Before I knew it, it was the afternoon. So I made a conscious choice to get up and stop what I was doing and spend time on me. It helped. That's all. She just does not. She will never know how to write an Instagram caption. I love her so much. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our weekly call-in show on Fridays. Who's there? Uh, support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, a newsletter, Discord, server, and more. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and assisting and editorializing. And please <laughs> do not ruin his life. And never call in about Haley Kyoko and Kaylee Cuoco again. Timmy doesn't want it. He <gasps> said enough. Thank you. Timmy said enough. We all know Timmy you love enough. Timmy. Timmy Don't said ruin enough. his job. Timmy said enough. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They want to know. Hey.